Welcome to Words and Ways, a mini podcast from Young Life, where our goal is to get to know and become more like Jesus each day. One of the best ways to do this is to spend time in God's Word. But sometimes, the stories in the Bible get so familiar that we might stop expecting to see and learn new things. So join us each week as we dive into Scripture, believing that there's always more to see, always more to learn, and always more to experience. John chapter 8, verses 2 through 11. Early the next morning, Jesus was back again at the temple. A crowd soon gathered, and he sat down and taught them. As he was speaking, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They put her in front of the crowd. Teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? They were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger. They kept demanding an answer, so he stood up again and said, All right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest, until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, Where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, Neither do I. Go and sin no more. We often talk about Jesus being out with the people in the city streets or on the country roads or at the village gates. But Jesus was often found in the local synagogues and in the temple. And on this particular morning, he was teaching in the temple, which he'd also been doing the day before. Jesus' physical movements within this story help mark all the major moments of the story. So, first moment, Jesus sat while teaching. This was the traditional posture for a wise and learned rabbi as he taught his disciples and students. Suddenly, some scribes and religious leaders barged in, interrupting Jesus while he was in the act of teaching so they could accuse a woman of being caught in the act of adultery. Imagine how disruptive that moment would have been. All eyes focused on Jesus. What would he do? And then on the religious leaders. What would they do? And then on the woman, who was probably disrobed, disheveled, and distressed. What would she do? Second moment, Jesus stood to face the men who were accusing the woman of something, only so that they could eventually accuse Jesus of something else. What about it, Jesus? they demanded. Should we stone her like the law of Moses says? It was a forced yes-no question. Two options only, A or B. Imagine how tense that moment would have been. All eyes probably now focused on just the woman whose life hung in the balance, and who clearly was just being used as a helpless pawn in a selfish power play. Third moment, without saying anything, Jesus stooped to doodle in the dust with his finger. Wouldn't we all like to know what he wrote? If it mattered, the Bible would tell us. It seems that the writing itself was the point, serving as a distraction for all the eyes that had been glaring and staring at the used and abused woman. Imagine how surprising that moment would have been. 
All eyes focused now on Jesus as he silently swirled his fingers through the dust, forming words or images or symbols or something. Fourth moment. Jesus stood up again and gave his answer, which was neither A nor B, which is so like Jesus to offer a third true good option when the only two options currently on the table are both bad and wrong. Let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Imagine how shocking that moment would have been as Jesus threw the ultimatum back at the accusers, all eyes now focused on them as they're put on notice and forced into a corner that they did not see coming. Fifth moment, Jesus stooped down again, and he went back to his writing or doodling, once again drawing attention away from, this time, the accusers. Imagine how awkward that moment would have been. All eyes back on Jesus and the dust, during a slow and methodical retreat of every single accuser as they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest and perhaps the wisest, until only Jesus and the woman were still left in the middle of the crowd. And the final moment, Jesus stood up one more time, and now he spoke to the woman. Where are your accusers now? Didn't even one of them stay to condemn you? Imagine how unexpected that moment would have been. All eyes now focused on both Jesus and the woman who had gone from being entrapped and shamed and used to being personally addressed face to face by the Lamb of God who came to take away the sins of the world. No, Lord, she said. No one stayed to condemn me. Well, then neither do I said Jesus. Go and sin no more. We often focus on Jesus' loving kindness towards the woman for very good reason. It's such a clear picture of his unconditional, merciful love. But take note that it was accompanied by a direct command. Go and sin no more. Jesus' gospel message was a very simple one. Repent of your sins and turn to God. He said it over and over again during his earthly life. Repent is more than just admission or confession. Anyone can admit and confess sins that they have no intention of quitting. But repent means to turn away from and to leave behind. To go and sin no more. And we also often focus on Jesus writing in the dust in order to compassionately draw attention away from the woman. But he wrote in the dust twice. And the second time was perhaps to also draw attention away from the scribes and religious leaders, who through their own pride and foolishness and sin, had themselves become the focus of attention and accusation and even shame. Perhaps Jesus was showing them the same undeserved care that he showed the woman. We love to hate the antagonist. We love to shout down the enemy, the bad guys, and the villains, which is who we all are at some point. But Jesus loves them as much as he loved that woman, and he doesn't seek to shame or condemn anyone, no matter how much they may seek to shame and condemn him. Back in the book of Genesis, God worked with the dust of the ground 
in order to form a living, breathing human. Here, in the book of John, the Son of God wrote in the dust of the ground in order to transform a shamed, entrapped woman. Today, as you think about her story, remember that Jesus has taken our sin and shame on himself, too. He has, in a sense, written in the dust for all of us. And he has said to all of us, go and sin no more. How we respond to that will determine the next moments in the story that are being written about each one of our lives. Thanks for joining us in the words and ways of Jesus. Check out the program notes for written scripts, discussion questions, and additional resources. Our hope is that the words and ways of Jesus transform your mind, fill your heart, and encourage your soul today and every day.